Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome, warriors. Yay! Woohoo! Yeah! We are so stoked to be sharing this interview with you all today. We had a fabulous guest. His mm-hmm. name is Dimitri, Dimitri Colbert. And before Abby hops into her recap, let me give you all a little bit of information about Dimitri. Dimitri is a 33-year-old motivational speaker and voiceover artist originally from Jacksonville, North Carolina. He spent 10 years in Charlotte, North Carolina, doing small motivational speeches to at-risk youth for nonprofit organizations such as IAA Athletics and performing stand-up comedy as well. His mantra has always been about positive perseverance. He's here to encourage and support others in their journey through life's anxious and often choppy waters. All right, Miss Abby, let's hear about this chat. Yes. So I say this every single time we have guests, right? Mm -hmm. But like, I could have had this conversation for like three more hours, 10 more hours, 80 more hours. I don't know. Um, that this was so enjoyable warriors. You definitely want to hear this conversation. Um, the analogies are on fire, right? Postcards, all of them. Yes. (laughs) Motivational posters, everything he says. Yes. Everything. Like it was just the whole time during this conversation, I'm like, I feel so honored that we get to be having this conversation. Like I'm learning so much. I'm feeling like part of this community, you know, it was just, it was an incredible conversation. Yeah. Um, also fun fact, y'all, um, Dimitri found us through our YouTube channel. So if you're not, you know, listening to us on YouTube, you can find us there too, and leave some comments. Um, but I just love how we're connecting with warriors in all these different ways. Thank you, technology. Yes, it does have its pros, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are on tech right now. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's good, you know. Anyway. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. But yeah, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so so to recap this, which is so super hard, and because I'm still excited by the chat, it's even harder. Um, I'll say that, you know, Dimitri really started off by sharing how uh, without knowing it was anxiety, anxiety started to show up at the age of 18 for him uh, in his freshman year of college. And while he was feeling these things that, you know, he didn't know at the time was anxiety, um, he mostly kept it to himself and was feeling a lot of shame around this experience. And it wasn't until, you know, when when he was back home and he reconnected with someone from college who had a very similar experience to him that he realized like, oh, wow, I'm not alone in this. Um, I'm not alone in this experience that I'm having. Uh, he shares how he breaks the cycle of being silent by going to therapy and, and pretty much airing his dirty laundry in order to get help. Um, which did help him. And that, you know, with time and perseverance and therapy, um, it really helped him understand that he wasn't alone in this world of anxiety. 
throughout this conversation, he shares so many amazing analogies that really just help anyone, whether you have mental health challenges or not, really understand what the experience is like. Um, and he shares like a few different, you know, sayings and phrases that during during the experience um, would really help him keep hope, hope that things would get better, hopes that things would change, hope that these feelings would pass. Um, this entire conversation was just so inspiring. Connecting with Dimitri was just such an, so it was so, it was so fun. Yes. You know, it was, yeah. he is an excellent storyteller and, and a great speaker and, you know, sharing all this, he still is able to have this, this positive outlook and, and, and help make sense of the experience, not only for himself, but for everyone that's listening. Um, I just really, really enjoyed this conversation. Same. I mean, yeah, we could have talked to Dimitri for like 10 more years. (laughs) Yeah. It felt like connecting with an old friend, right? Like someone we've known for decades and that we could put our you know, that, that we could share things that we're dealing with, with, and be seen and heard and not judged and be loved and supported. That's what this conversation felt like for us warriors. And we know that we can't imagine that you'll feel any different than we do. So without further ado, here's the show. Welcome back warriors. Yay. We are so stoked to be uh, on with an amazing guest today. His name is Dimitri Colbert. Welcome to the show, Dimitri. Hello, everyone. Thank you both for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks. We are so excited. Before we hit record, we were just just gushing over the fact that Dimitri reached out to us in uh, on our YouTube channel. Our I think you were our first comment on any of our episodes (laughs) on YouTube. And, uh, and he reached out to be a guest on the show and God, we are just so honored to have you, um, a true live listener who was like, yes, I want to be part of that community. And it truly means the world to Abby and myself. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. So we're just going to dive right in, Dimitri, share with our listeners a little bit about how anxiety has shown up in your life. Uh, sure. Uh, anxiety, uh, first reared its ugly head, uh, when I was 18, uh, freshman in college, uh, in Virginia, and uh, I was a college football player as well, and everything was going well. And then kaboom, it um, it slapped me across the face, um, and uh, it 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 stayed. It stayed. Uh, it wasn't just a a slap that you you get better after a while, or you heal up, or you put a little steak on it, and your face feels better. No, it uh, it um, it occupied a lot of space in my mind for a long time. Um, initially, it started with. Uh, um, panic attacks. Um, mm. I, I, I it, well, there was school going on, of course, uh, full workload and, and football and everything else. Um, but also, um, I just, I couldn't, um, get myself to, to, to just focus on one thing. Um, I started focusing on another thing and then everything, and then all things at all the time. And I was like, what's, what's going on here? You know, uh, what's, what's happening? Uh, so that's where I initially struggled. Um, for that, that, that was where it started. That was the inception there. And I, um, I couldn't get rid of it. It was, it, it started, it will, it started off, you know, um, relatively frequently. And then it became an all day, everyday kind of thing from sun up to sundown. And that's when I knew something was awry. So that there was a problem there. I didn't know what that problem was though, but, um, I just knew that there was, was an issue. So that's how it started. I was 18, you know, playing football in Virginia and having a great time and, you know, and life was a, a lollipop and all of a sudden, you know, then after a while it started to taste like sauerkraut. So 
Yeah. Wow. I, I love, love these metaphors. These <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never know if it's an analogy or a metaphor. You'll have to teach me this. Yeah. I just thought of that one. That one just came out of the air. Just, it just, starts with lollipop and ends in sauerkraut. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so curious. So during that time, right? Like in college, we're still kids. I know we like think we're sure. a little bit more grown up, but like our brains aren't fully developed. So here you're like, you know, living the life, having a lollipop. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden things start to go sour. Like, yeah. what are you telling yourself during this? Like, you know, what are your friend, your peers saying, you know, what's, what's coming up? Right. So that, that's an excellent question. Um, I told no one, didn't want anyone to know I was extremely um, ashamed, I'll say. Uh, we, and even before I even knew that it was anxiety, I just knew something was not right uh, or not regular, quote unquote. Um, so I, I kept to myself. I didn't say really anything to anyone. Um, my really good friends at that school uh, that were also freshman football players, uh, they started to, to, to understand and see that I was changing and not going um, not, not going out as much, not interacting as much as you can see, I have the gift of gab. I talk too much as it is. And at that time I wasn't talking at all. I was just, I was very quiet and I wanted to get in and out of places and I didn't go to a lot of places, uh, anymore. Um, so, um, essentially I, uh, I became a, um, a shell of myself and I preferred to be, it was weird. I wanted to be alone because I wanted to kind of um, decipher and figure out what it was that I was going through, but also I yearned for someone else to understand me, but I didn't understand. So mm -hmm. I didn't know what to say to someone else for them to, you know, also be able to relate. Uh, so it, it was, it was a really, really, uh, dark, really tough time. I mean, I, I, I was a football player, so I was eating everything and lifting weights and all this kind of stuff. I lost 25 pounds in like less than three months, you know, and I didn't, I, you know, so uh, and that's when my friends kind of were like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, no, you know, I'm just kind of I'm switching. I, I was lying. I, hey, I'm switching from um, uh, being a defensive back and in a, in a, I'm excuse me, a defensive end and, and a linebacker to a wide receiver. That's why I'm losing. That's why I'm cutting weight, bro. <laughs> that's why I'm cutting weight, bro. But really, that was not it at all. Um, I was trying to I was trying to find me again because I had completely lost me. I wasn't sure what was going on. And uh, so, yeah, um, it was it was it was a rough time there. And that's kind of how it first manifested itself and showed itself to me was around that time uh, where I was just anxious all the time and didn't know why and for what. And I, my brain was going a mile a minute at all yeah. times. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, I mean, there's like, I always say this every time, because at the beginning of the story, I'm like, oh, a million things. Right. But I, I just want to highlight something that you said, right. You were in college. Usually mm -hmm. we're like, pretty healthy, you know, mm -hmm. in our late teens, early twenties. Right. Sure. And sure. you said you were eating well, you were exercising mm -hmm. and yet you were having this anxiety. And I think that that's something really important to acknowledge because sometimes I hear the message, oh, if you eat better and exercise more, your mental health is better. Right. right. And, sure. and yeah. it can help eating healthy and exercise can help your mental health, but it doesn't mean it like just clears it up. Right. And right. so I appreciate you sharing that part about you were physically healthy, but right. that doesn't mean that it means we're all mentally healthy, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, excuse me. I, um, so I, I have to, uh, kind of just repurpose that just for a second. I, I left a little, a portion of it out. So the, I guess I could say the catalyst for this whole thing 
um, was that I was in college, okay, and I go to a party, and I, I was already starting to feel anxious, and when it first slapped me, I was like, oh, you know, hey, it's just one of those days where you just don't feel right, mm-hmm. and then uh, a couple of days later, I went to a party, and then, you know, we had a few drinks, and then I, I actually smoked a little bit of, you know, cannabis, and that really threw everything into overdrive, yeah. so um, from then on, from that particular time on, everything was amplified and it was, I, I mean, it was, it was chaos essentially. Yes. So, yeah. <clears throat> that was, that was part of the, uh, the, the problem there. Not, to, not necessarily what, you know, just cause I was smoking weed or whatever the case may be 18, we're in college, but it was, um, that extra, uh, yes. experience of just, Oh, what's going on around me? I should think about this right now. I should worry about that. And you know, what about those people there? I should worry about them too. And then, mm. so that's when it really spiraled was at that point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I actually know someone with a, a similar story where they were like 18, 19. Yeah. And after smoking, yeah. they started to have a lot more anxiety and panic. Right. Before. And, yeah. And it's so true. And so I know someone personally that went through the same thing yeah. almost around the same time, went to the same school. And she actually hated my guts then at that point in time, because I was uh, really good. And if you're hearing this, Heather, I love you. And it's okay. And I know you said it's okay, but I can tell your name if I want to. Um, so uh, she, she didn't like me because I was dating her roommate. And then, you know, she thought I was kind of a, you know, a playboy or whatever I was trying to, you know, anyway, you know, uh, neither here nor there. Um, excuse me. So she didn't like me then. And then I didn't find out about, you know, her situation until almost a year and a half later, she randomly sent me a, um, this is when I'm in the, in the, in the throes of it. I'm really going through it. I left school yeah. back home and mm. uh, she sent me a Facebook direct message at like 11 PM. And she's like, Hey, and I was like, uh, I thought you hated my guts. Oh, hello. And she, uh, I was going to fake the funk because that's what I did at that time. I didn't want yes. anyone to know what I was going through. I didn't want to explain it because I couldn't really explain it or uh, uh, properly anyway. So I didn't want to talk about it. And she broke down all that barrier, the glass, everything else or whatever. She said to me initially, right then and there, she's like, hey, I left school around the same time too. I did because uh, I started having panic attacks and anxiety Mm. a lot. And I said, what, excuse me? Uh, Are you kidding? And so then we, we, we spoke and we're the best of friends now. She's actually wow. uh, one of the main characters in uh, the book that I, I just recently wrote. And um, so, yeah, uh, but that, that was, uh, uh, she was one of the people that, that really helped me a lot because mm. there was a, there was a, a relation there like, Hey, yeah. this is what you have. This is what, what you're going through and what I'm going through. It was similar in that respect. So I, uh, I owe a lot to her. And um, I, I know she said many times that she owes a lot to me, but I feel like I owe her way more. Yeah. <sighs> You you found that I person mean, that understood. <laughs> I it was right. like an, like an angel dropping out of the sky. It was at the perfect time too. It was, uh, oh. it was at the perfect time. Yeah. That you didn't need to explain your experience because you were talking to someone that didn't allow you to even right. That she just by being herself and sharing mm-hmm. herself with you right. It just immediately shattered any kind of walls that you had built up around your experience with anxiety. And I just want to say to Dimitri, like I, aside from the weed part, mm-hmm. I can relate. I mean, I did plenty of drinking. Um, right. but I can relate so hard to your experience in so many ways. It's amazing because I also connected to the fact that I was an anxious person when I was 18, when I was mm-hmm. a freshman in college, it is a huge part of my anxiety warrior origin sure. story. Sure. And so you know, I just felt a lot of full body chills just listening to you recount that experience because I have such a visceral memory of being that exact age 
and not truly understanding my experience and you know, the way it happened for me, you categorize your, your moment as a slap in the face. And so it kind of felt like that to me, but because somebody on the outside of me noticed that I was experiencing a panic attack without me having that knowledge or language right. and offered me that in the moment, I was in the middle of a final exam when I had my slap, proverbial slap in the face. Right, um, right. And so and then I had a long conversation with that total stranger after the fact and things, you know, developed from there. And I wound up being like, oh, I have had anxiety my whole life and I just didn't know what it was. And, sure. um, and so I'm curious, and maybe you don't really remember, maybe it's something you blocked, but like, what was the proverbial slap in the face? Cause like you described, you know, that originally, uh, it kind of was infrequent and like was here and there, and then mm -hmm. it became an all day, everyday thing. So like, right. is there like a, visceral memory like there was for me of like ha this was that aha moment this was that thing that i realized this was like even without knowing this is anxiety which obviously you learned that in the rear view right, right. when you were talking to this person this now one of your best friends sure um but like if you could reflect back on it do you mm -hmm. can you pinpoint a time or was it just that you started to notice that you were that you were changing uh i i can actually and that's that's a great question i haven't really thought about this for a very long time um I was in my uh, walking into my my dorm, and uh, at this college, uh, we there were uh, um, male dorms and then female dorms, right? So I walked into my dorm, and I just um, I believe I, I think it was intro to this to psychology, some class like that. And so I'm walking into my dorm, and I go up the stairs. I'm going to my room, and uh, I'm getting a phone call. And uh, I, I, I can't, so I, I started having like just so many different thoughts, like, oh, I got a paper due at this time. I have this to do. Oh, I got to go to the quad and hang out with my friends. Oh, then I have to go back and then I have to go to practice that I have to do. And so everything started to, before I could, I could really chronologically put one thing here, there, there, there. I'll get to you when I get to you, but everything uh, was what I needed to, to focus on and think about at that time. And um, so then I finally get into my room and then my dad's uh, calling me and uh, he lives in Atlanta. And he's calling me and he's, uh, you know, being a, a dad. Hey, how's school going? You meet any cool girls? You meet me, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm listening to him, but I'm not hearing him at all. Mm. I am so, um, I, and, uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Will Ferrell. I'm in a, a glass case of emotion <laughs> and I, I don't really, um, and I, I don't want to be on the phone with him at all because I don't know what's going on and I, yeah. I can't focus properly. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was the moment that I knew there was really something going on because um, usually relatively good listener and things of that nature. And I just, um, it, everything just kind of flowed, uh, uh, you know, for the most part, but then everything was just erratic and chaos. And I was like, why can't I put my thoughts, you know, together? Why can't I get yeah. myself together for lack yeah. of a better term? And that's when I knew something was up. That was that was the first time that I really, I was like, okay, there's there there's something something wrong here. It was then in in my dorm room um, at uh, I think it was C two hundred two was the room, if I'm not mistaken. So long ago, but I, I still remember. Yeah. 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 Wow. Thank you so much for sharing mm -hmm. that. I just find like we all have our we all have an origin story, right? Um, yeah. And sometimes you have visceral memories, and sometimes they're that they kind of blend together and then we're muddled. But I just I always appreciate getting some of those like nitty gritty details about, sure. about those moments. Um, yeah. they can be really powerful memories and, and hopefully not too triggering. Um, and I'm, I apologize if it was no, 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 not at all. Not at all. 
Good, good. Okay, great. Um, all right. So I'd love to hear more. You shared a little bit about certainly at this time in your life, right? Um, how anxiety kind of manifested itself in you physically, mm-hmm. uh, in your uh, overwhelming thoughts, right? Just like right. thinking about the pile on of stuff you had to do um, and your behaviors and how it changed your behaviors in many ways. And so like either mm-hmm. if you can speak more about how it shows up, how it manifested physically in you and um, in your mind, body and behaviors. And maybe you want to bring it into today even a little bit, like how does it still continue to show up in you? Absolutely. Um, Initially, uh, back then, uh, it it was it was the cold sweats for me. Um, It was the sweats for me Um, early and often and to the point where I'm like, I'm looking at the back of the the stick of deodorant, like there's some ingredient missing in here because. (laughs) Yes, why doesn't it work for me? Exactly, like, hold on, like, you know, is this knockoff deodorant because it's not working anymore. Um, (laughs) But uh, the the, the sweating of the palms, the, the, the forehead sweating, uh, that was that was a big thing and, and, and always prevalent, uh, especially when I was going through um, uh, my bouts of anxiety. Um, and I, uh, well, even before the panic attack started, um, I could I could feel that labored breathing, like, oh, well, mm. usually, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a deep, a deep breather, but now it's, everything's kind of short and choked up and yeah. I, I wasn't sure and I could, I could feel it. And, um, just from uh, a sense of like, uh, I guess the best way I can describe it is if you, uh, uh, you get the chills from something, right? Um, I would get the chills and they would, they would be there for a second and then gone and then back and then gone. And I was like, what is, what, okay, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's when I really started to, you know, um, see that something was, was, wasn't right uh, at the time. Um, so uh, in bringing that into kind of now, so, and um Thank goodness that you know I've I've, I've come through a, a lot of that and uh, don't really have to to deal with that uh, too much anymore. The most thing the the, the most that I, I deal with now is just uh, you know trying to you know chronologically put those thoughts like okay I, I can worry about that later. Don't worry about it now. Uh, but the uh, the thing that still I believe um, kind of resonates resonates excuse me uh, is that I will um, if if I have a few things that I'm thinking about or things that I have to get done. Uh, every now and again, I'll start to get that, that sweating back, you know, yes. in the head, you know, and it'll just be in the forehead, which is why I really appreciate you guys saying you might send a headband. That'll be, all, <laughs> that'll be That would be more than cool. That would yeah. be we'll well. make sure it's like an absorbent one. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the forehead sweat is still kind of, you know, a thing, uh, every, every now and again, um, and uh, but, you know, I, I don't I don't have uh, knock on the biggest piece of wood, but I, I don't have any panic attacks any, anymore uh, and haven't for for a good while, uh, mm-hmm. thankfully. And I think, you know, a lot of that is because uh, I um, I learned not just how to fight with anxiety, but when to uh, when to fight um, and when to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so not just when to lead the battle, but when to follow. So yeah. I think that's helped out a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I, I love talking with you. Like I love the way (laughs) you you share your story because first of all, like I'm there with you, right? Like I've definitely looked at my deodorant, right? (laughs) Right. But I've never consciously looked at it, right? Right. Right. Like I've been like, wait, is this antiperspirant or is it, you know, and like, I mean, but just the way you tell these details, I'm like, I am, 
I am there with you, right? Like yeah. I'm, I, and so I really, I just appreciate it. You're an oh, excellent you. storyteller, like the, yes. giving you. the details and painting the picture. Um, one of the questions I have is because you, you mm -hmm. mentioned it um, in the beginning of your story, like mm -hmm. when you started to feel off, when you noticed like things were happening, whether you had the label or not of anxiety, you also were feeling ashamed. Absolutely. And I feel like shame is something that manifests from anxiety, right? Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of us are like, what's wrong with me? Um, I can't tell other people my experience. I need to hide it. I'm ashamed of my behaviors that anxiety is causing me to do. Right. And so I'm wondering if you'll share a little bit more about the shame piece, because I think that is, I feel like shame goes so hand in hand with anxiety, but mm -hmm. I feel like we haven't given enough like talk around that piece. Like Margo right. and I did one episode where we talked about anxiety and shame and a lot of our guests like kind of mention it, but they don't really get into how shame shows up with anxiety. So how like anxiety also manifests shame. Right. Uh, so <clears throat> I uh, equate shame with, I, I don't know, I put it with pride. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they're a synonym from time to time, at least mm -hmm. for me. And I, uh, I had had way too much pride at the time. And um, and so that pride led to even more shame because I'm seeing every day, everyone that's like me, my friends that are, you know, also going to school and things like that there, I, I don't see them dealing with these things, right? Mm -hmm. I, did, I didn't care to ask. I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to know, you know, <clears throat> the answer of like, oh yeah, I'm fine. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'm not, you know, I didn't yeah. want to do that. So I was like, <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll leave that question in the back pocket forever. I'll never ask you, you know? So um, the, the, the shame was that uh, I'm a I'm, I'm a kid who has a, a lot of, a lot of great things going on, a lot of good things in my life. Um, and I'm so fortunate in so many different ways, way, way more fortunate than a lot of people, um, in certain respects. And, uh, why, what am I worried about? You know, and I'm, I'm you know, and I felt, I felt shame in that, like shame on you for even worrying about whatever it is that you have to worry about. Like there are people who are, have real problems. Like at that time, I called them real problems, yeah, that, right. you know, that are going on with their uh, anxiety. Trust me, folks, anxiety is a real problem. <laughs> it's a real thing. Um, yeah. you know, um, so, but at that time I, I didn't even know what it was, but I didn't, you know, but so I really, uh, I really, I, I felt a lot of shame and also because I, well, I didn't want to speak to anyone about it. So I didn't know enough about it. I didn't have uh, enough knowledge on it um, to even know, not even to where to attack, but what even it is, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to find an enemy that you don't even know, you know, what it looks like or, or mm. what it is or how it, how it moves or how it thinks or whatever the case. So, and also I will say this um, as a, uh, as a black male, um, my, uh, I have a very loving, very understanding family, very much so which I'm sure that a lot of people do in our community, especially, but also everyone else's community as well. I, I've spoken to a lot of people about this over the years. Um, we, we, we don't really believe in therapy. Okay. We don't really talk about therapy. We don't talk about mental health because uh, it's just not one of the things that we've ever spoken about. I mean, I remember one time, this is years, years ago, but after I had, you know, kind of um, understood uh, a little bit about what anxiety is, uh, my grandmother, I was talking to her about it and uh, sweet Pearl Ann Hines. And she's like, mm -hmm. well, well, baby, what are you going through? And I'm like, I, I, well, granny, it's a lot of things. Is this that, and the other? She was like, and I told her, I was like, hey, well, you know, I'm going to therapy now and things like that. And she's like, oh, she took a big gasp. And I was like, oh, are you okay? She said, oh, are you going to tell a stranger about your, about your problems? 
She was like, who, who does that? We don't do that. Why are you going to tell a stranger uh, yeah. your business? Yeah. And, uh, and I, I had to, you know I, you know, I didn't laugh at her, but after the fact, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's kind of, you know, old way of thinking and how I thought too, when I was young, yes. when I was 18, 19, that's right. what I thought. That's how right. I thought. That's what I knew. So um, uh, that, that, and so that was, that's what really um, bottled up and kept that shame um, and kept it in my, my right pocket for a very long time. Mm. And uh, it, it made, you know, me uh, getting better and, and progressing and recovering. It made it a lot longer than it had to be, I believe, because yeah. I carried shame everywhere I went before I even picked up my wallet. So oh. that was, that was one thing there. Wow. Oof. I mean, just the fact that like you, you broke the cycle, you were like, no, I am going to talk to a stranger about what's going on is sure. like huge. Like, I mean, you telling that story where you're sharing with your grandmother, it brought tears to my eyes because you've gotten this message, you know, and I think, I think it is pretty common. You know, I know, yeah. I know a lot of people are given the message, like you don't need therapy. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Just, just right. get it together. You know, it's like, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you keep your dirty laundry to yourself, right? That was exactly. the message. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, I, and I felt that just really quickly. I felt that from my, my father as well, you know, and it wasn't, um, he wasn't trying to purposefully make me feel that way, but he's a career military guy and uh, he was in the Marines for, I don't know, 20 or 30 years or so. And when I tried to explain to him what was going on or what I was going through, mm. he's like, what, 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 what? just essentially for lack of a better term pick yourself up by your bootstraps and you know mm -hmm. and you know right that's all he knew that's his mindset that's how he was right. he was raised as well and things of that nature and um but yeah this is also coming from a guy who said he he never had a a, a dream a day in his life or a headache so i'm like with that i don't believe either one of those things so, <laughs> yeah. he but, just didn't attach any memory to those things exactly. or he's pushed them down in a way We've had many arguments about that over the years. And he, you know, he's, he's holding, you know, close to his best. I'm holding to mine. So, but yeah, so I, it was also coming from there. So that also brought me or made me feel, you know, uh, more shame was because, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, you know, and of course, somebody that you want to be like your dad. And I'm like, oh man, I want to be like my dad, but my dad, I, 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 I don't, I don't think these things are what you have or whatever, or what you experience or what have you. So it, uh, it, it made the road a, a little more arduous for sure. And a little harder, a little tougher. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I love the line that you draw between shame and pride because yes. I felt that very deeply myself. I had not really drawn that line myself. So thank you for drawing it for me because sure. I always, I feel like a lot of warriors can relate to the idea of like, I need to project strength, right? Mm -hmm. I need to project strength in my day to day for my kids, for my spouse, for my coworkers, in my community, mm -hmm. in all the places, you know, even as young as 18, even as young as three and five, right? Like there's so many responsibilities and things that are being put on our shoulders as human beings in this difficult world. Yeah. And so I think that we're so used to from a young age learning that we need to be strong and we can be all the things all the time and to everyone and serve and serve and serve and don't take for yourself. Right. And so right. when you choose to break that cycle, when you choose to say, no, I need to figure out what's going on with me. I don't believe there's something wrong with me at the root and I need to work on it. Right. And so like with that, so thank you for making that, just that line, drawing that line between those two things, because I do feel like they are wrapped up in each other. Yes. Sure. Um, yeah. 
And just as Abby said, I want to echo again, just like how brave it is for you to break that cycle and be an example for members of your family. And you, you have a, a young baby yourself, right? And so like sure. knowing that as your child grows, they're going to see like, hey, my dad is believes that mental health shouldn't be stigmatized. My right. dad's listening to me, right? He genuinely cares about caring for himself. And like, mm-hmm. there's no better model for children than, than that. So yeah. yeah. So powerful. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So Dimitri, talk to us a little bit about some of the ways that you, um, you choose to cope with your anxiety in general, in the past, these days, you know, like what are some of the go-to strategies? Obviously you've talked a little bit about therapy. You can share more on that or just anything else that helps you out in the day-to-day or when you kind of notice those moments or those spikes returning. Right. Uh, so I'll say then when it was really, really bad, uh, my younger years, if you will, the 18, 19, early 20s, you know, all the way up to like mid 20s, I, um, uh, I would, I would try to watch sports, even though that wasn't that great. Uh, I would, I would literally, I would watch funny videos, or um, let's say a comedian, right, do stand up, even one that I'd seen before that I knew that uh, I used to, I used to laugh at, I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. But while I'm going through it, I'm not, I'm not thinking that. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm feeling so down, right? I I had to had to fake it until I made it on that. I was I would laugh at things that I know that I used to laugh at before, even when it didn't feel funny to me in the moment, because I said I have to get I have to find a way to get back to me, and I know me. I used to love that movie, or I used to love mm-hmm. that stand up, or I used to. So I'm gonna ha ha ha. I'm gonna laugh even though all I want to do is <laughs> all I want to do is cry. I'm gonna yeah. laugh right now, and then and then I, I I thought like if I do that consistently at the time, this is my mindset. If I do that consistently, and then do the things I used to love, even though I don't want to do them at all, uh, you know, albeit you know sports or whatever, but also with comedy. Um, sooner or later and hopefully those uh that those bridges will 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 merge and i'll be able to uh to get back across to where i want to be so i was like okay it's not funny to me right now but i knew it was before so i'm gonna laugh right now and i'm gonna you know do these things that i used to do because um i thought it was it was very uh it was necessary at the time and um so that that's what i was i was doing then but also what i what i started doing um around that time is, uh, and this was, I think, right before or, or during when I first started going to, to therapy, um, I started saying almost on a daily basis, like, um, this too shall pass. Yes. Mm. Yes. This too shall pass. And, you know, coming from with my family and, you know, uh, <clears throat> growing up in the church and I, I didn't go to church all the time. I did, you know, whenever granny, you know, raised that eyebrow, I was like, all right, all right, let me put on my, my church shoes. I'm going, you know, but so, uh, and I, that's one thing I kept remember, remembering there was all, there was two things that one thing was like this too shall pass. So I said, okay, um, whatever this is, AKA anxiety, this anxiety shall pass. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, I would get a little bit of, uh, courage, a little bit of hope from that. Also, I would, uh, I also would think about uh, this phrase, trouble don't last always. Ooh. And uh, so in it, there was, it was all, it's also a, um, um, a gospel song from a really famous gospel song, actually from years ago. And it's uh, trouble don't last always. And I'm like, okay, I'm in trouble right now, yeah. but it, it, it can't last always. It can't. 
So that gave me a little bit of a little bit of hope, a little bit of courage as well. So I would, you know, uh, I would put, you know, one phrase on one knuckle and one phrase on the other when, you know, and I would, that, that was my day. I would go through my day kind of running and rerunning those two things through my head mm. with whatever I was doing. And, um, that's how that was, that's what helped me get through some days. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so I love that. Like this two shell pass is such, it's so powerful. Cause when you're in it, it feels Oof. like it's not going to end. It's like right. yeah. Yeah. horrible. Absolutely. Right. And so that just keep having that, right. Like it's like that affirmation that reminds you, like mm-hmm. it will pass it might come back again, but it will pass, you know, like right. this moment will pass. Um, right. I'm super curious at what age did you start therapy? And when you started therapy, did you know you had anxiety or was it the therapist that told you it was anxiety? Excuse me. Excellent question. Uh, I started therapy when I was 21, maybe, or yeah. right before I turned, yeah, yeah, bef- right before I turned 21. Um, and, uh, I didn't, if, if you would have asked me then what I had going on, what was going on with me, I, I would have had 27 different things to tell you because <laughs> I, I, I fell prey to what most people do when they first start experiencing some mental health difficulties. I ran to Google and I said, yes. <laughs> and I smacked my keyboard with these fingers every single day. It seemed like trying to find out, you know, what is going on and how to, you know, get through what I'm going through or whatever the case may be. And then a lot of the times it was horror stories. And I'm like, Oh my God, is it that, is it that, could it be that or what? And so that was, um, that was not the best thing to do at that point in time. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that, 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 that's what I did for a while. Then I, I did start going to therapy and I, um, I knew what anxiety was at this point, at that mm-hmm. point, excuse me. Um, I didn't know exactly uh, uh, too, too much about it, but I, I guess I knew enough to get by. Um, so um, that's when I first figured out uh, that it was, anxiety. I think it was that they initially said it was generalized anxiety disorder or something or what have you. And I was like, hey, hey doc, let me tell you something. Nothing about this is general, okay? Right. Is, um... <laughs> Don't generalize my experience, person. <laughs> no disrespect to your PhD and all your years of you know, schooling, but nothing about this is general. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. So that, that, that was when around 2021. Yeah. When I started. Wow. Yeah. You know, our, one of our former guests, Karen shock all, called herself Dr. Google. And so <laughs> when you just said that, I'm like, Dr. Dr. Google, like, yeah. you know, it can be a rabbit hole. You fall down. Absolutely. Just researching yeah. every possible problem that, you Absolutely. know, your one symptom could be related to. Yeah. I'm Google should you. like have a tagline. Like if you have anxiety, don't Google this. Don't do this. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Just go to a doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exit stage left. For sure. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like a giant flashing red stop sign. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you could describe your relationship to anxiety, how would you describe it? Uh, how would I describe it now or back then in the, th- okay. Let's go with now. Now I would say, um, let's, Hmm. I would say, uh, kind of a, a pesky, annoying friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I would say, I would say a pesky, a pesky friend, you know? Mm. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Some friends are pesky. Yeah. Yeah. They are. yeah. They are. yeah. A little yeah, bit annoying. Exactly. We tolerate them, right? right? Like, no, you can't have my Netflix password. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. That's a boundary. That's exactly. a boundary. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
All right. Perfect. Um, if you could kind of flash back in time, maybe speak to that 18 year old version of yourself, Dimitri, what, what kind of advice would you offer him? I would, I would tell him, um, relax and, uh, um, sit back and uh, sit back and relax maybe because this is, this is going to take a little while. This, mm. um, this is going to take a little while. This is, uh, <clears throat> this is not a, um, this is not a microwave microwavable dinner. This, this anxiety thing, this is, uh, this is something that, um, you got to put in the oven. Right. And mm. this is going to take some time to rise. Right. You're, you're, you're down low now, but, uh, this is, you're going to rise again. It's okay. Um, take your time. And also, uh, I would tell, um, that, uh, way more handsome, cooler guy back then. Um, I would say that to, to, stop um judging um your progress with a clock mm. Mm. that was one of the worst things that i did that took me it, it it really set me back for a very very long time because i would say look if i don't feel better by next month then something definitely really really wrong or yes. you know or this year or if i don't if i don't you know uh if i'm not back in school by this time then or you know this time this time that time that time mm. that in that 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 set me back because what happens is you're not where you want to be uh, at that time. When you give yourself that deadline, then you feel horrible. Then you yes. feel even worse than you feel uh, than you were feeling already. Right. Uh, so it's a trap. It's a trick. It's a don't. So I really started uh, progressing and getting better and um, feeling better um, when I started. Um, I, I started saying, well, actually, I'll say this. Okay. I started using this word um, differently and putting it in a different place in my sentence until I started using until properly. And then that's what kind of the, 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 the light bulb uh, came on. And I was like, Hey, if I can just say until, so like, all right, so if I'm dealing with this anxiety, then how long am I going to deal with this? until I get over this or mm -hmm. whether it be depression or anything else, like how, like, like, what, what will I do? I will, I will do what I have to do until I get through this or whatever. And I started thinking about that a lot and, and started living like that, actually, um, that until mentality, as I call it, and everything started to change from there. I was like, Oh shoot, this word is a lot more powerful than I thought. Um, and uh, I can, are you telling me that I can do anything now? I can really get over anything just I because I, I took time off of it. I don't I don't care if it's next month or next year when I start feeling better or what have you. Then I well, hold on. You're trying to tell me I can't lose them. Mm. Exactly. That's until that's what really helped. <clears throat> oh, I, yeah. I mean, first of all, I wish that like every 18 year old could hear your advice. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the, the whole entire thing, like from the first word you said, which was relaxed, like the moment you said that, like my body was like, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like so many anxiety warriors always have that bit of tension in their body, always yeah. ready. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, no, relax. Right. Yeah. And then you went from like microwavable dinner to the oven and it's like brilliant, just like yeah. <laughs> brilliant because we are in this like fast food, like Amazon package mm -hmm. within a couple hours mentality mm -hmm. where we apply that not only to when we're going to get a package or when we're going to get our food, but also to our mental health. And it's like, sure. no, 
some things take time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? And Often then, the best things. Yeah. Yes. yes. Right? Our mental health, like it takes time. Right. And at yeah. 18, 19, 20, like we're just in such a different headspace. So just right. to, that advice is just brilliant. And then just like the reframing of this word until, right? Like, yeah. I mean, just. It was just, perfect. It, yeah. I just wish every, especially like at 18, because 18 is really hard. <laughs> That's it a is. hard age. 18, yeah. 19, 20, 21. You're like asked to behave like an adult and think about your future. And yet you have all this pressure on you. And yet you're right. still a kid. Absolutely. Right. And Absolutely. so I just, your advice yeah. is just beautiful and heart touching. And, and yeah, I you. love all of your analogies and metaphors. Like, oh, yeah. for real. Honestly, like, listen to this a million times and write them all down. So <laughs> uh, right. I feel like you, you, that's your next book, I guess. Right. Just yeah. Like, yeah. yeah so, so the first one it's called until. Yeah. The, oh, okay. Um, well, we'll hear all about that in just a few, <laughs> but my goodness. Yeah. I just, the whole time you were talking to so similar to what Abby was saying, I'm just like, if you wanted to start a church, like, you know, church of Dimitri, like I would be, I would be a congregant there. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. That sounds, that's a church I can get behind just morally. We have snacks but... and Slurpees at every sermon. Absolutely. Oh, yes. it's getting better. Okay, cool. Can we, all, can we bring snacks? I'm going to bring cookies and tacos. Like, you know, oh, wow. I mean, a free I just, headband, right? Like, right. This, you know, I gave you injury, the headband, yeah. <laughs> yeah but like abby said too it's just like and and as you said why are we we just live in a rushed mindset all the time too and yeah. i kept thinking of like everything you were was sharing was about sit back relax and of course my brain went to enjoy the show right, right, <laughs> throw back right. to the 90s yeah. but you know i just feel like why can't we all the time practice remembering that we don't need to rush through anything Right. And as, right. as you were saying, it's like when you're 18, especially we're not rushing to become adults. We're not rushing to fix life. I mean, we're right. just, we're trying to feel it all and experience it all and yep. just mm -hmm. get through the best way we can. So I just love that advice. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So final question before we get into some lightning round fun. Hey, yes. So excited. My favorite part of every episode. Um, what does being an anxiety warrior mean to you? <clears throat> what does being an anxiety warrior mean to me? I wrote something down, but I, I don't even, um, I won't even go to that. I will just say that uh, being, in, being an anxiety warrior uh, to me is um, the, it, it's really around your mentality. Um, it means you being, um, or me, excuse me, uh, being a person that I, I'm not, I'm not afraid of fear anymore. Right. Mm. People, people can be afraid, but to be afraid of fear is a whole nother, whole nother bucket, uh, to jump into, um, being an anxiety warrior is that I'm prepared, um, to, to fight any battle, um, but also prepared to, um, to think my way through a battle as well. There, there have been many battles that have been uh, started uh, and ended um, with the right words, the right verbiage. Uh, so I just, so that's how I look at uh, my anxiety. I'm like, hey, if I think about the right way, you know, to go about this or the right word to think about or to, to, to use in this case, then um, I can start or in, and stop a, a, lot, a lot of wars before they even get going. So, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so good. 
so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whew, full body chills. Yeah. Full body chills. All right. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Oh, great. Thank you. It is time Uh-oh. for <laughs> lightning round. I got to switch my hat. Oh. <laughs> yes, a separate hat for lightning round, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Lightning. Okay. So Abby and I are going to go back and forth and just ask mm-hmm. you a few fun just a handful of get to know you type questions. You do sure. not need to rush. You can take that long pause, take a deep breath, consider your answer and just answer in your own time. Okay. Um, and it's just a kind of a nice, fun, playful way that we like to end our sometimes heavy conversations that we have about sure. our mental health and anxiety specifically. Sure. So, all right, Abby, I'm going to go first today. Oh boy. Okay. I hope you're not going to ask what I want to ask. Oh, well that's, that's good. You know what? Last time you jumped it. So I'm jumping it. This All right. Week. You jump Uh-oh. it. Okay. You jump it. All Uh-oh. right. Okay. Dutch. Yeah. We never plan like who's going first. And so it's like basically whoever shouts it out. I'm like, yeah. Right. And we never know what the other one's going to ask either. So that's I right. We don't, we don't share with each other until the episode. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So in our pre-interview um, exchanges, Dimitri, you had shared that you love the office. Ah, <laughs> this is why. And so sometimes we use those questions that you that we ask you in the pre-interview against you during lightning round, or with you, not really against you. It's it's just like, hey, we learned a little tidbit and we want our audience to hear more about it. So sure. um, you are looking at and speaking to two huge office nerds, just I mean, we I can literally it. spend a whole podcast talking about this show and we've quoted it. it many times on this, yes. on the show. Um, so this question, you could either choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your favorite character and okay. why, or which character do you most relate to and why? Mm. Mm, excellent. Um, my favorite character is Creed Bratton. Um, <laughs> Creed Bratton is just, this guy's a legend. Will always and forever be a legend. Yes. Um, anybody who sprouts mung, mung beans at the desk. Uh, uh, smell like death. Yes, yeah, like uh, is, is a legend. Uh, I, love, I, love, I love Creed Bratton. Um, I most relate to Jim, I guess, I would say. And that's actually uh, my, uh, my girlfriend and I, that's how we connected was through the show, The Office, that's, you know, yes. so, and um, yeah, we just started sprouting, I mean, just throwing out like, um, just uh, quotes from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sprout, yeah. Sprouting quotes. <laughs> yeah, sprouting quotes. Yeah, we started throwing out quotes and then all of a sudden we kind of looked at each other like, uh, I like you. <laughs> I like yes. A lot. And so, yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, follow-up yeah. question, follow-up question. Mm-hmm. If I can't scuba, what's this all been about? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Uh, perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm staying in the office theme and I'm still asking my question. Let's do it. No one said okay. you didn't, that you shouldn't. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Myself. We're just, we're just officing it, you know? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, my favorite day ever. It's, I mean, I watch the office to alleviate anxiety, you know, even I, though it's, it yeah, gives I me a little well. anxiety, but yeah. some episodes, you know, I know what episode everyone's thinking right now. Mm. Dinner party. Scott's tots for me. Okay. Just, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll let you ask the question. Then I have one thing to go back to that. Okay. So <laughs> if, if you had to have one of the characters in the office, be your roommate and your coworker, mm-hmm. who would it be? But you can't choose Jim. Uh, probably Daryl. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's super organized too. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Right. Exactly. All right. He'd be a good roommate. Yeah. 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 Yes. And Agreed. yeah, he's not super involved at work, so he'd right. give you space back. at work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. He's got his own yeah. office, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What were you gonna say about? Oh, I was gonna say how weird that was that you said th uh, that about Scott Sots. Um, literally last night because we watch, I don't know at least two episodes every other day. It seems like it's just to kind of cool down from the day and things like yeah. that. So my girlfriend and I, we always, you know, we pop it on and we're watching uh, The Office and we got to Scott's Tots and she was making dinner and uh, I was playing with my son in the, the living room and she came out of the kitchen and she's like, no. I was like, what? And I already knew what she was going to say because she hates that episode because it makes her so anxious. She yes. hates Scott's Tots because she feels so bad and cringy about it. So uh, we it's had the to worst one. Scott's Tots. No, yeah. She's correct. Yeah. yeah, she is correct. Yes, yeah. agreed. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's see. Right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to move on from the office. Mm -hmm. I could ask mm -hmm. more office questions, but I won't. Sure. Um, you also mentioned that you were I think you used the words karaoke legend. Man, we are going to ask the same questions this time. You better come out. You better have your backup list, girl. Yeah, okay. have your so backup. Let's hear your favorite karaoke song. And then you got to sing us a couple bars like you can't. How dare <laughs> Uh, so I'm <clears throat> sorry. Well, I, if I would have known this was going to happen, I would have, I would have gotten a couple of, uh, a couple of cups of hot tea, okay? <laughs> maybe with a little honey, maybe, you, even, this. you know, but, uh, <clears throat> so, um, I can't remember the name, but I think I know a few of the lyrics, um, seeing your picture on the covers of magazines from them covers to my covers won't lay with me. Okay. That's all you get. Okay. Woo! All right. That was more than enough. Well done. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. Well, my question was going to be, um, what is like a guilty pleasure song that you would be embarrassed singing at karaoke? Mm. That is a good one. Uh, a guilty. You have to love it. I have, I have to love it. Um, it's like super corny. Oh gosh. I usually don't let super corny songs enter my ears. <laughs> no, I'm just drawing a drawing a blank here. I'm not sure that's a that's a really good question. Um, can I pass that? You can what about maybe there's like a song that your son loves listening to and you're like, oh, that's terrible, but it's super catchy. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. I can get to that one. Yeah. Um, literally any and every song that's on the movie sing too. And it's the only thing that calms him down. And we listen to it like seven times a day. Yeah. And um, I cry inside. Oh, yeah. That's cry. rough. It's yeah. It's going to be so yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Soul crushing. It sounds soul crushing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. My final question. Okay. What skill do you think that everyone everywhere should have? Mm. Everyone everywhere should have. Um, mm, excellent question. Um, humility. Mm, um, yes. And uh, so I, can I build off that just for a second? Of course. Yeah, please. Okay. Just for a quick second. Um, so this is like seven years ago-ish or so. Uh, I am 
on my lunch break at work. This is when I'm living in Charlotte and working downtown. Um, and uh, no, 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 that was a that was a different time. It was seven years ago. But anyway, it was a little a little while back. And I'm going into Publix to get lunch. Um, they've got relatively decent hot food, so I was like, you know, let me go to Publix. So I, I'm going in, and you know, they have the two doors. You can go in one way or the other way. Both are the sliding doors, right? That you know. Uh, and I'm walking in, and I see there are like two or three people in front of me. And um, they automatically, all of them, they, it was almost like they were a tandem team. They all shift and go hard right and go to the others, all the way to the other side of the door to go in. I'm like, what in the, is there something on the ground that I'm missing? What is going on? <laughs> and I see there's a homeless guy on this side, mm. sent against the wall, the brick wall. He has just a, a book bag. And I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, a less fortunate individual just standing there against the wall. And uh, I'm like, oh man, and I see the look on his face when he sees everyone walk to the, like, you know, to the other side mm -hmm. and he knows it's because of him, you know, and he's just like the, the sadness that he felt. I was like, oh man, it hurt me. Like I, oh, I was like, oh man, like, you know, that I felt that. And yeah. so I walk straight up to him and I uh, talked to him for a second or two and um he doesn't say anything for a little while. He just he inhales deeply, exhales really deeply, almost to the point where I'm like, oh, you OK, but or whatever. And uh, I was like, you're all right, man. And he's like, thank you. And he said, thank you. And I said, for what? He didn't ask for any money. I didn't give him any money. I didn't have any money. I had, you know, like, you know, a, a card, you know, I was going to use. So uh, and he said, thank you. And I said, why? And he said, thank you. He said, thank you for acknowledging my humanity. Yeah. I swear that's what he said to me. That's the only thing that he said right then. Yeah. And it threw me for a loop. It messed up the rest of my day. I went back <laughs> to work and got absolutely no work done. Yeah. Mm. I thought the rest of the day about that guy. Um and uh when I came out of the public, you know, uh, I just got, you know, a couple of Gatorades and little, you know, things from whatever and uh he just, you know, we shook hands and then we hugged and whatever the case may be and uh the the amount of um uh, I don't even know what the right word for it is, but what I felt in that moment and how I felt for him, then felt with him. And, uh, in that moment, I was like, oh man, like, um, we got to do better in yes. terms of people, just as humans. I was like, this guy is just another human. He's just like you and I, and, you know, I, I'm not sure about some people, but I, I'm not more than, you know, four missed paychecks away from being so, you know what I mean? So I, um, yeah just humility. And I, 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 you know, so that's essentially what, and, uh, um, what yeah. I, what skill I would hope everyone would have. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yep. I mean, yeah. just such beautiful. a, yeah, like a beautiful, but tragic story. It's like all yeah. these, mm -hmm. you know, forgotten people that it's just easier for people to ignore than to see, because it's so uncomfortable imagining, you know, right. being exactly. in that position. It's exactly. awful. Yeah. I love that. That would be a nice, that would be a nice skill for everyone to have. It'd be a nicer yeah. world to be in for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It would be a gift really. Right. Yeah. yeah. For, for everyone sure. to be able to just be able to be more human to fellow humans to behave yeah. as if that could be you. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so true. So, wow. Thank you. What a, what a beautiful skill. I wish, I wish for that too. Yes. For everyone, for yes. humanity. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, my, my last question. <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Margo, you should have gone second. That was such right. a good one. Um, Thanks, Margo. <laughs> so 
Okay. So what is, what is something that you've always wanted to do, but you haven't done yet? Ooh, really good. Really good question. Something that I, mm, that, mm, wow. I don't know. I, I, I would say skydive, but everybody says skydive. Like it's but you're not me. To- <laughs> yeah, Marco wouldn't say it. <laughs> everybody, everybody yeah. says skydive. You're on an anxiety podcast. Oh, that's true. I don't know. You may that's be true. underestimating some I've, of the scared listeners that we have. I, I have right. done skydiving twice. So oh, we're wow. on both okay. different ends of the so that's a good one. I, I support yeah. that one. Yeah. That, <laughs> I support so, it. <laughs> you guys support it. So that, other people doing it. That's something that I would have never said until like a year ago from a year mm. ago until now um interesting because even before a year ago even the thought of that entering my mind would be like a problem you know yeah. i'd be like oh my god like what are you kidding me like you know um i even didn't like the movie that denzel made flight where he you know that when it first came out after a while i didn't fly for a little while i'm like look you know what this is a road yes. trip I'm gonna go on you know yes so, <laughs> yes yeah um but uh but yeah it'd be it'd be it'd be skydiving all right i love it we'll check back in in a few months you know maybe you'll have already done it for sure yeah (laughs) amazing oh thank you so much dimitri for getting down in the mud and playing with us for a few minutes here towards the end of our conversation i'm sad to see it ending it's been such a joy and an honor and a pleasure um but before we have you share with our listeners a little bit more about where they can connect with you, um, anything like you have your book coming out, um, we'd like to ask all of our guests to share a win of the week. It could be mm-hmm. something from this week or just something recently that's felt like a win, big or small. Right. Um, uh, so the <clears throat> the platforms uh, that I'm on really quickly, um, Instagram, fight the flight FTF, all one word, fight the flight FTF. Uh, also uh, recently started the, the, the YouTube um, channel that's fight the flight YT, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from YouTube. Uh, but you can find the link in my Instagram um, description anyway, uh, as well, where I mostly just do um, motivational voiceovers uh, for, you know, uh, for all people, you know, it, um, so uh, and, um, the book not out quite yet, but it, it'll be available uh, and it'll be on those, the same platforms or you'll be able to get them there. Uh, so a win, a recent win, um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a recent win, uh, is I, I was, uh, I, I just finished, um, another, um, motivational uh, voiceover uh, that I did um, and it'll be dropping tonight. So yeah. And it was, it was a little tricky because my son's birthday was this past week or Saturday actually. So I didn't think I was going to be able to to have enough time to do it. Um, But I, I was able to um, barricade myself in the garage for about 20 minutes and, (laughs) and go ahead and get it done. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that and see how, um, how people like it and how it resonates with people and, uh, you know, hopefully helps at least one person. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. That's really awesome. I'm excited to check these out. Yeah, Yeah. for real. Awesome. Yeah. They're doing, they're doing okay on YouTube. They're doing all right. Do you, do you throw in some metaphors and analogies in there? (laughs) Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's all me. 
Yeah. Like they, yeah. yeah. So it's, All right. Yeah. I know I'm going to love it then already. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. There? Yeah. I'll give you a sneak peek. So the, just the, the name, the title. So the, uh, the latest one that I just finished, uh, the title it's called, it's not you, it's me. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yep. That's good. All right. Well, thank you so much Dimitri for being a guest on our show. We are just I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like at a loss of for words right now. I oh, <laughs> just have God. so much gratitude for you yeah. in this conversation. Yeah. I, I, I'm so happy you commented on that YouTube video. <laughs> it's just like such an honor to connect with you. And it's just been such just a, a joyful uh, conversation with you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, you both are way too kind. Um, way too kind. I appreciate you both immensely and I uh, appreciate the opportunity. This has been really cool. You know, I, I, I've loved every moment of it. And um, I, I really love what you both are doing and have been doing because I, I don't think it, not just because it, it's cool and it's, it's really good content, but it's necessary. Um, if everyone kind of, you know, got on their horse and uh, they said, you know what, um, let's put this out there to the world so that because then people um, they feel, you know, more inclined to do the same. Yeah. So I wish there would have been, you know, um, Margo and Abigail, you know, in my life way back when, you know, maybe I would have, you know, gotten over a lot of things a lot faster because they were, you know, readily available. And I could see that other people were, you know, uh, also fighting that fight and, um, it, it would have been, it would have been a great thing. So I, I really appreciate what you both do. And, um, it's, uh, it's no small task what you're doing and, really, really powerful stuff. That's, uh, it, I mean, it impacted me a whole lot at 1am in the morning when I'm trying to, you yeah. know, uh, you know, get my son, uh, situated with some food. So uh, I really do appreciate you both and, uh, um, best of luck and, and, and good wishes, good wishes with everything else as well. So thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. Just, just my whole heart feels so warm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all I right. wish we were all together, group hug. I know. Right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Yes. Maybe one day we're, we're kind of cool. planting seeds for an anxiety warrior retreat. So maybe one oh, day. Oh, wow. Okay. All yeah. in person, sure. all of our former guests and, and everyone. So, all right, Dimitri, thank you so much for being with us today. And um, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. You thank both have you. a great afternoon. I am speechless. A little yes. Bit. I feel like. There were so many amazing moments to this conversation. I literally don't have any idea. I know I, I know we sound like broken records. We always say this, but we do. It's always true. It's always true. I feel yes. maybe even a little bit more speechless than I have in quite a while. I, I would just, agree. Yes. I just feel like there was so much depth and honesty and beauty to Dimitri's story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't. I feel like I don't know what to add. <laughs> I know oh, that yeah. we're here to just recap and take away, right? But yeah. like, it's like, what is there to even remember that that all of our warrior listeners won't have be already just stewing on, right? yeah, and like marrying right. on. I mean, but, and we could be taking away like everything from the episode. Like, there's so many takeaways. Okay, there there's you go. Thank so, you for that. Out. I take yeah. away everything. The yeah. end. <laughs> It's just so good. It's like, right. How do we limit ourselves to just a a couple couple. takeaways? It's so true. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess I kind of just said it. I I felt so deeply connected to Dimitri's story and it was certainly different, but I think my, my first takeaway was how 
somebody who's a different age than me, a different gender, a different race can have the exact same experience that I had as an 18 year old, Yeah, right? He pretty much almost verbatim in some ways described what I went through when I had my first panic attack. And when I had my first like smack in the face, as he called it from that time in his life. And I just felt so deeply seen by him. I mean, throughout the conversation, but in that moment specifically, I just felt like it's just wild looking at someone literally via zoom that looks completely different from you and having that shared experience. And that's my favorite thing about not just this conversation, but all of our conversations is that it just reminds us. And he reminded us over and over again of how much our humanity connects us and how we can and should be more deeply connected to our humanity. And I just felt so deeply seen through the eyes and through the lens of somebody that is so completely different from me had been on a completely different life path and trajectory and, you know, and all the things, right. You weren't playing football. You're not, you know, like, yeah, I mean, literally our lives couldn't have been more separate in so many different ways, but yet anxiety is that connection and, um, that specific age frame too, right. Being a, being an 18 year old. And we spent so much time talking about that in this episode, just like, what that time of our lives has ha- meant. <laughs> yeah. What it continues to mean to me in retrospect, when I think back to 18 year old me, and I, I absolutely loved the advice that he would give his younger self and mm-hmm. just sit back and relax. Yes. You will rise again. Yes. Right. Like he said, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of flat right now, but you'll come back up. And like, yeah, I mean, there was just so much so much depth and vulnerability in it. And right. just so grateful. Yeah, no. And I mean, I feel like, I mean, this is why I love having guests, right? Because we just, when we, when we walk out into the world and we're just, you know, you know, around all of these strangers, we have no idea what anyone's walking with. Right. But when we can hear other people's stories, it's like, oh yeah, there's so much more we share in common. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we might have different life path and different everything, but yet at our core, there's so much we share because again, I feel the same way. Like I heard so much of my story in his story. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, that's that like that deep connection that we only get when we give yeah. people the space to share authentically about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, one of my huge takeaways uh, was you know, he was talking about some of the affirmations and he didn't say affirmations, but he was saying like, you know, things that would help him to cope with like this too shall pass. And then he also said, um, trouble don't last always. Right. But when, when he talked about this too shall pass, he said that in that moment, it would give him a hope. Mm-hmm. And for me, it just like, when he said that it made me think of, if Darius and the power of hope and yes. just how, you know, how, how much having hope helps, right? Right. Because things can feel so dark with anxiety. Things can feel so overwhelming. Things can feel so lonely, right? But we can find these things like these words, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like these phrases, like these people that just give us hope that help us keep moving on. Right. And we might not even know what we're necessarily hoping for. Right. We might just hope like, oh God, I wish this anxiety would go away. Right. Or to move to the next moment. Yeah. Yeah. 
but, but just how powerful hope is. And, and you just, you just hear it in so many people's stories, but I love that he explicitly said that, that this phrase, this who shall pass gave me hope. And I just, so that was like one of my takeaways is just how powerful it is to find something that gives you hope that you can anchor to when you are having more of those more challenging times. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Completely. And I just, yeah, I I wrote down like, you know, quotes to anchor to like literally Mm -hmm. what you just said, right? Like, yeah, he didn't use the word affirmation. I use the word affirmation. Like, cause that's, that's kind of what it was that he was saying. It's like phrases, things that we can pull to quickly in the moment that are our port in the storm. Right. It's just kind of like these flashes of words, words that words can, that can carry so much weight and meaning if we assign it weight and meaning to them. Right. Um, for the good, for good or for worse, for better or for worse. And so can we, when we can practice assigning, you know, meaningful and powerful words to ourselves in a tough moment and have that be part of our practice, what can change doesn't have the power to give us that hope doesn't have a power to change us even briefly in this moment or to help us move more quickly out of a moment, even though, as he said, there's no quick fixes, right? They made that comment about going back to the advice he would give his younger self, just like, you know, you can't, this isn't a microwave dinner. This is something that needs to go in the oven. Yes. Oh, Oh, yeah. The king of analogies Mm -hmm. and, and drawing those lines and metaphors. I think my other big takeaway, and it's, man, is it so hard? I'm struggling so hard not to say 40,000 more things. I know. I know. But my other, the other thing that landed on my heart the most was the connection that he had drawn between shame and pride. Yes. Yep. Because I, again, I just selfishly, I guess I just felt like, yes, I, that's Mm -hmm. me. I see that. I see that. Mm -hmm. I see that air quotes problem in me. I I saw it in my past. I see it in my present, Mm -hmm. right? It's not as frequent. I'm able to move through it faster now and, and remind myself like, Hey, this isn't you talking, right? This is your anxiety. Hey, strong people do get help. Strong people do ask for help. Right. Like, and to not correlate, you know, um, the pride that I feel in, in who I am Mm -hmm. with and connected to shame. And so I just greatly appreciated that whole kind of part of the conversation, just how he drew those connections. So honestly, yeah. That like yeah. when you asked him to speak more about noticing shame coming mm-hmm. up for him, you know, how would he describe it? And yeah, just how connected it is to the idea of we need to hide or don't mm-hmm. air your dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. And um, I just love that he broke that cycle for himself, right. for his family, for this, his community, his followers, people that are going to listen to this episode and listen to his motivational voiceovers. And um, for his child as they grow, you know, I mean, just how breaking generational cycles of stigmatizing mental health and getting help and therapy, um, can just change the game. Right. 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 It, 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 it takes a lot. It takes a lot to be able to break that cycle. Um, I, I feel the same way in regards to the pride and the shame. Like when he was talking about that, it was like a light bulb went off for me. And I was like, oh my God, like, yes, yes. <laughs> they are, they are like the same and they hold us back from actually getting the support we could need or want because we're convinced like I, you know, I have too much pride to do this, but it leads to me hiding and feeling ashamed of hiding who I am. It's like, 
I mean, it was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't use that as my takeaway because there's one other thing I just like, I just want to highlight and, and, and it, you know, we've mentioned it multiple times, but for me, my final takeaway would be his metaphors and analogies. And when we're done recording, please tell me the difference between the two. Um, <laughs> I always confuse it. I'm trying to, I think I'm confusing them too. I think they were analogies and not metaphor. I feel like a metaphor is when you use other language to describe something that's completely different. Solid as a rock. Yeah, exactly. A metaphor. I think so. Right. But living life as an oven, not a microwave is an analogy. All right. Sure. Yeah. I think they're both, they're, they're both cousins. You they're, know? Yeah. I know. I they're just, related. yeah. Let's so, not, let's not dive too, th- let's not think too hard about it. <laughs> yeah. That for me, for me, the takeaway wasn't that is just how valuable using analogies are when talking about mental health. Mm. Um, because, you know, like when he was saying the the microwave in the oven, like for me, again, it was just this like click of, yeah, like we are so in this like fast, fast food, fast getting everything environment. Of course, we would apply that to our mental health. Right. right. And so just how powerful analogies are in general for helping anyone understand a situation. Right. Yeah. And so for me, that was a huge takeaway is just like, just like when, when conversing with people, if you can find analogies to explain your experience, people might get it a little more, or if you can find analogies to, you know, explain or not explain, but teach something, right. Just how valuable those are because people can see themselves in, in analogies. They're like, oh yeah, I understand the difference between a microwave and an oven and how long it'll take to put something in a microwave versus an oven. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you know, like we kept commenting like, oh my God, I love your analogy. But like, I just think it's such a, a, a powerful skill and he is a motivational speaker, but a powerful skill when, when speaking to people. Yeah. It adds that, uh, that visual, right. It adds the, another layer of like, yes, we're using auditory. We're using speaking media here. We're using language that is just coming through your ears. But like, but if you can picture it, if you can Mm -hmm. visualize it, as you just said, it, it can just potentially reach more folks, right. And have mm-hmm. them understand you and their own experience a little bit better because they can make those connections to other things that they know well in their real life. And because talking about anxiety and mental health is very complicated mm-hmm. and very unique to each one of us warriors that relating it to something that is very universal, as you're saying, yes. right. Can be the most can potentially anyway, we won't speak for everyone listening, but can potentially add so much value as you yes. said. Yeah. yeah. It could add so much um, more understanding of like, and for warriors that are not, uh, I'm sorry, for people that are not anxiety warriors, but maybe love and support anxiety warriors, right? Using these analogies mm-hmm. can be helpful to have them understand their loved one's experience better. So yeah. like, even if we're not describing you, right. Or he, you know, Dimitri wasn't describing you in that mm-hmm. moment. Hey, maybe you love someone that struggles with anxiety. And so you can have a better idea of what they might be dealing with. Um, yeah. yeah, I love it. So good. Thank you so much, Dimitri, for being a guest on our show. We are just so honored to have you yes. and grateful for all of your time spending with us. Um, Warriors, if you'd like to connect with us for any reason, you can hop on over to Instagram, join our Instagram fam. We're at anxiety warriors podcast. 
feel free to shoot us an email at anxietywarriorspodcast at gmail.com to shout out your wins of the week, big or small. Let us know if you think you'd be a great fit as a guest on our show. We'd love to have you on our platform, help you share your story here on Anxiety Warriors. And please take two seconds, smash that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our episodes over there, just like Dimitri did. Maybe leave a comment on a recent episode. Maybe Dimitri's episode. Maybe this one. You're right there right now. Yes. Drop us a note. Let us know, you know that that's where you're listening and, and that's where you're enjoying our show, hopefully. Um, and click on over into our um, show notes or our link in bio on Instagram and shop our Threadless merch shop to grab yourself some Anxiety Warriors podcast swag, mugs and journals and yoga mats and hoodies and t-shirts and everything. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Grab yourself something fun with one of our amazing Anxiety Warriors podcast logos or um, fun catchphrases over there in some amazing styles. So we hope that you um, do one or all of those things. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> all of the out. things. Every one of those things we're doing right now. Hope you all were taking notes. <laughs> oh, we love you, warriors. Yes. Thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We are really so grateful that we get to do this with y'all. Till next time.